on Big V Racing. Green light on with Dan Malicki. Yes, time for Green Light On on this Thursday afternoon as we preview another big weekend in the trots. The Inter-Dominion Series has finished, but we now turn our attention to the Vic Bread Series and also a terrific edition of the Group 1 Cranbourne Cup this weekend. Dan Malecki's on the line. G'day, Dan. Yeah, hi, Matt. Hi, Sean. Absolutely. Um, no time to take your foot mm. off the pedal. Just get a few days, put your head above water, take a breath or two, and then... Uh, focus in on a, on a fantastic card, particularly the, the cup itself this week. Um, it's got uh, uh, some extra draw cards that perhaps the Inter-Dominion didn't have, and, and clearly one of those is the return of Rock and Roll Do, the Victoria Cup winner. So he's the, the marquee player uh, in the Group 1. The Cranbourne Cup is now a Group 1, mm. so I'm sure mm. they're all delighted and, and excited uh, by that, and they've been rewarded with a terrific field as well. Is this the first year as a Group 1, Dan? I think so. Someone could put me in place. I didn't mm. call last year's one. And they had a fabulous field. Um, I think it was Supreme Dominator beat Amazing Dream. But um, you know, you, when you look at this lineup, you think, gee, this is a pretty special race. And uh, I think it's apt now that some of our key Country Cup races, um, they're just a little prize money push to get them uh, to the to the hundred grand, and that's what they need to be. The the the, the cataloging of group racing is based on the prize money. So, a um, hundred thousand for the paces. I, personally, I still don't think that's high enough. I, th- I think it needs to be more. But um, uh, all the pacing races at a hundred thousand and above will be Group One, and for the trotters, it's fifty grand and above Group One. And again, I still don't think that is good enough. It needs to be more. It should be a hundred and two hundred, if you know what I mean. Mm. But it does have Group One next to its name now, and I'm sure the team there are very excited and um, and rightly so, just that little bit of injection of prize money sees a number of horses that contested in the Inter-Dominion like uh, Mac Dan, Torrid Saint, the runner-up, uh, is engaged um, and also uh, Bundoran plus a few others that were running through the heats and uh, then the exciting He's Ideal who uh, who won impressively enough uh, first up from a break last week, he jumps up a lot in class but uh, he looks like he's destined for that level and he's got the, the key barrier draw as well. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's a strong field for a Group 1 race this weekend. But as you pointed out, Dan, clearly the star attack, uh, attraction on the program and certainly in the race is Rock and Roll Do, the Victorian Cup winner who uh, makes his first start back from that trip to New Zealand. And hopefully we can catch up with Michael Stanley on Big V Racing tomorrow just to get um, a feel for how he has travelled back and how he is heading into the Cranbourne Pacing Cup on Saturday night. What do you make of the barrier draw for him? So he's drawn... Outside on the second row, and I guess it's interesting because Mac Dan's drawn a similar situ- uh, position to what he did in the, the final of the Inter Dominion, and you've got those, I guess, lesser known quantities and more X Factor horses drawn on the front row, Dan. It is. It's still going to be a challenge off the back of uh, a, a little break there um, and up against hard-fit horses, horses that have run through the Inter-Dominion. They're not going to be lacking in fitness, are they? Mm. Um, so it's going to be a challenge. I tend to think he's going to be vulnerable. Um, there's not quite that depth of the Group 1 horses he was racing against in New Zealand. And when you keep in mind some of those races were stand starts, it's not a matter of just looking at his performances and think, well, you know, he went poorly. They were stand starts, and let's face it, he didn't handle them. Um, it was always going to be a challenge. Um, so that's why his form may not look as impressive. Uh, his next run was still excellent. He wasn't beaten that far in the free-for-all, uh, which was under mobile conditions. So um, we know he's a top horse, but 
Uh, I think he's got to improve off this run. He's got a series of Country Cup races, feature races to go through, and, of course, the Hunter Cup. So he's going to be at his most vulnerable on Saturday night, notwithstanding his class, because we know he's got it. But uh, the depth of field there is very good. Uh, and if you knew that he was 100% at his top, I'd say rightfully he's clearly the horse to beat. Uh, but he's got to come into this with... Um, improvement to come and therefore uh, it evens up the field a little bit and uh, and just looking at last year's race it was a group two so it is the first year as a group one hey dan when you look at what mac dan and rock and roll do are drawn behind on the front row who's going to get the better card out um well being a 2550 meter race i don't think it would, well it's yeah I don't think it'd be as applicable rock and roll I think they both would need to settle Mac Dan's more likely to try to push through with a run early to go around I don't know if Michael Stanley would be prepared to do that he'd probably want to just settle mm. and then after half a lap want to make a move um, whereas Mac Dan's hard fit and he never got into the race in the Interdom Grand Final last week so uh, I don't think they'll want to miss out this time Mark Pitt so I think they can press through relatively early with him he can hustle his way up towards towards the lead I'm not sure if he'd be able to lead but uh, he'll certainly press on around them and he might be the ideal horse to get there first so when Rock and Roll Do does come or if he does make a mid-race move he'd be the right horse to sit behind so I think Mac Dan gets there first uh, most likely, uh, and I'm sure there wouldn't be a horse in that race that wouldn't want to sit behind Rock and Roll Do. They're racing you with Matt Nevitt and Sean Cosgrove. Dan Malecki's on the line for a green light on on this Thursday afternoon. We're racing at Cranbourne this weekend. It's the Group 1 Cranbourne Cup in both uh, the paces, for both the paces, and also the Trotters, the president of the Cranbourne Race Club. David Scott is on the line and he joins us. Uh, good afternoon to you, David. Hello, Matt. Uh, what, a, what two great fields you've been able to assemble for both of these Group 1s on, on Saturday night. You must be wrapped. We're absolutely stoked. Um, look, we, the, the meeting was a bit of a, a, a look and see for us. Uh, obviously, following the Inter Dominion, we had some trepidation about uh, what sort of field we'd be able to assemble a week after the Inter Dominion, and, uh, and we're delighted that the trotting, uh, the trotting Cup and the Pacing Cup are both so strong. You wouldn't have had too many more on your wish list, would you, David? No, realistically, um, the pacing cup, uh, rock and roll do uh, was a pleasant surprise for us. Uh, obviously, he competed in the New Zealand Cup and was well fancied in that. Uh, and for him to return and target our race is, uh, is an outstanding fillip for the race. It's a, a race that over the years, I'm not sure it had its uh, its right spot. It was juggled around a few different dates, Dave. And, and to be fair, the weather never really helped you. You had a bit of bad luck there with, uh, oh. with weather. But um, I haven't quite had a look at the forecast. I don't want to mozzie for Saturday night. But uh, I, I've, I've reiterated on a number of occasions just what a pleasant place Cranbourne is now, that racing precinct to go out and enjoy racing of any code for that matter. The way it is set up, um, it, it is a beautiful spot, the, the dining packages are as good as anywhere that you'll come across of any code in racing at any track um, and it's one of those nights you sort of have to book in early too because a lot of the people that go, they book in pretty early to go again. They do uh, we've, we've over 400 people booked in already uh, so that's, uh, that's a, good, a good outcome for the club uh, and yes you're right, the facilities are outstanding uh, we along with our partners the Cranbourne uh, Turf Club and the Cranbourne Greyhound Club 
uh, invested in and over uh, or an update of the, the grandstand facilities, and we think they're second to that. Uh, a big weekend in the trots. We've got the Cranbourne Pacing Cup, the Cranbourne Trotting Cup, and uh, it's a wonderful night's racing. Um, David Scott is on the line. He's the president of the Cranbourne Club. Uh, David, I guess the, the other thing as well is it's a great time to have this meeting because you can run off the back of the Inter-Dominion series and really use that momentum which has been gained in harness racing over the last few weeks to um, to put on such a great meeting. I hope so, Matt. Uh, certainly, interest would have peaked last week with the, the Inter-Dog finals being such great races at, at Melton. And, and yes, we hope that carries through to uh, you know, a, a good deal of interest in our meeting this week. Santa coming Saturday night. Any special, you know, guests that wear red and white? I'm not just talking about <laughs> Arsenal supporters. No, no, no I don't, I'm not sure that Santa's making an appearance on uh, on Saturday night, Dan. But uh, but we do have a, an assortment of um, kids' activities and rides. Uh, kids will be admitted free on the day. Um, we have a host of food trucks on site and uh, a Christmas market. We we thought uh, those that uh, want to combine a little. Uh, Late Christmas shopping with uh, with a night at the races. There's 35 market stalls there. Oh, maybe Christmas maybe combine, market. Uh, combine a little uh, Christmas shopping with some uh, with some uh, some harness racing. Oh, I was thinking like TAB market, and it was two dollars twenty-five that David Scott might dress up as Santa, or you know, three dollars that uh, all the gifts given away there were uh, were Christmas related. So it's a market with Christmas gifts. I get that. You mean sorry, I was focused otherwise. (laughs) Hey, um, uh, Matt and and Sean, David was the very much responsible for getting the club uh, club uh, Cranbourne Club Twenty One Syndicate and Group together. Um, over, well, it's been a few years now, but they've had tremendous success and, and through their syndicates, they've got a number of horses that are racing Saturday night and there are lots of members that are involved with that that have had a lot of fun. I, I see the Falcon Princes in, Naked Ambition, Copacabana. Um, and I know it was towards the end of last year you racked up the 300 wins out of that Cranbourne Training Centre, something that um, you championed and very much has been your baby and you must be very proud of the setup at Cranbourne and what you've been able to achieve with those horses and the groups of people who must be having a lot of fun with it too, Dave? Yes, Dan. So there's, there's, there's two two uh, matters at play there. The, the syndication has certainly been a success for us. We wanted to promote uh, ownership in the area and saw syndication as a way of doing that. Uh, we varied the model a little bit from its traditional base and have uh, brought together 60 uh, individuals who are racing four horses currently. Uh, so that, that gives them uh, continuity of activity. There's always something going on with four horses in the stable and we're fortunate enough on Saturday night, as you say, to have three of those horses engaged. Well, and all got good chances as well. Uh, we might get a, a number. Are there options to, to book? Are there dining packages available? Because I'm sure it's a place where people would love to go if they've got the opportunity to do so. So uh, who do they call, Dave? Uh, call Cameron Gallagher at the club on five double nine six three two double three. Hey, uh, David, before we let you go, a text message has just come through in time and uh, it says, can you ask David if he has any idea, if he knows anything about the Greyhound track, really missing it and not hearing ah. or seeing anything about it? Yes, okay, I, I can shed some light on that. Yeah. Um, the Cranman Greyhound uh, Club has... Um, got approval to uh, replace its track and so at the moment they're in a hiatus uh, the uh, existing track has been demolished 
and I believe track design is well advanced and uh, and works will commence on that in the new year to replace the uh, the Cram and Greyhound track. All right, so what sort of time frame are we looking at there, roughly, do you know? Uh, best for the, for the Greyhound club to, to speak to that. I'd, I'd suggest middle of year would be an, um, uh, best case in terms of getting uh, something up and, um, and happening there. All right. Uh, well, we wish you all the best this weekend with your meeting. It's uh, an absolute cracker, great fields, and uh, looking forward to seeing how it all unfolds on Saturday night. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. There's David Scott joining us ahead of uh, the Cranbourne Cup meeting this weekend. Welcome back to Big V Racing. Matt Nevitt, Sean Cosgrove, and Dan Malecki with you on Greenlight On as we preview another big weekend in the trots. Jason Adams will join me shortly as well to have a look at Sandown tonight, and Kelly Bravo will also join us. She's got Paddy Wants Pats going around in the Phoenix on Saturday night at the Meadows. Uh, Dan, uh, we've also seen the commencement of the Vic Bird Super Series throughout the week. We've got racing tonight at Kilmore, and we get to see a couple of superstars in action there, but um, we certainly saw the Lost Storm back to his best on Tuesday as well. Oh, indeed. He was back. He won the first of the heats at Shepparton Tuesday night and beat a pretty good bunch of horses too, including little Louie and Techies watching. So uh, the depth is, uh, depth is there. Doug's Platter, perfect class. Sweet Bella, VMG McRae, trained by Jess Tubbs and, and Joyful were the other winners on Tuesday night. Uh, the three-year-olds go around tonight at Kilmore. We've got the four-year-olds tomorrow night, including Act Now uh, and Naratak Prince at uh, at Melton. And the Trotters, all the Trotters go around on Monday at Maryborough and the Heats, and they lead into the semi-finals, which is uh, Friday the 23rd at Melton. And then the finals, of course, on New Year's Eve. So it's a big period, isn't it? When you all all, all the harness racing, the big races, there's very few just one-off great races they're all carnivals um and uh, and the vic bread itself the build-up has been from this week and uh, culminates uh, spectacularly on on new year's eve with the very best in the two-year-old and, and three-year-old and four-year-old divisions and um yeah the fields tonight are terrific as well at uh, at kilmore as you would expect yeah uh, just looking at those fields there's a number of horses that would certainly be catching your attention in Cyphers on a big winning run, and we get to see the return of Catcher Wave as well, Dan, who um, is clearly one of the more exciting three-year-olds going around in the country. Oh, absolutely. Um, Catcher Wave's drawn inside of the back row, but it's a small enough field, but it's a good field. You've got he's a son of a gun. He's just about right now, I think. Um, he's Tarly's Angels, obviously, more than capable. Uh, but Emma Stewart's got my ultimate uh, Levi, which has drawn barrier uh, number two, uh, who's going really well. And a horse called Racing Time with Amanda Turnbull, um, who's been in terrific form. I think it's won its last four or five in a row. So it's really going places, although stepping up in class. So that's one of the highlights. Interest three, drawn barrier number one in race uh, number three. He looks very hard to beat there. Uh, but there are top quality horses all through the night. And you mentioned in Cypher this outstanding three-year-old filly. She is against some really good fillies. Uh, she's got good opposition, but she's that good and that tough. And I think drawn the front line. She should be uh, too good in that race. Her stablemate Petiont in race number seven. Um, form mightn't suggest it, but she's pretty much a winning machine. So it is a top program tonight. Get your nose into those form guides for that big card at Kilmore tomorrow night and then flick the page for Melton. So there's some quality horses there, the four-year-olds and the Vic Bread Heats tomorrow night. Dan, before we let you go, what's your best anywhere around the state over the next couple of days? 
I like uh, Major Moth. I haven't found a price for him tomorrow night. So impressed with his return last week. He's in the same race that Naratak Prince is in, who comes through the Inner Dominion. So I thought with Naratak Prince in the race, there might be just that little bit of value about Major Moth tomorrow night at Melton. That's race six, horse uh, number one. Uh, Better Eclipse is also in a heat tomorrow night and Tough Tilly. So it just shows you the depth and quality of horse that's there. Uh, but heading to the Cranbourne Cup meeting on, on Saturday night, uh, race one, number three, Hurricane Hustler. Uh, he is ready to win. Uh, if you can get an early price on him that is around $2.50 to $2.80, uh, it might contribute towards your Christmas presents, your ham, your turkey and your pudding uh, because uh, I think he can win race one, number three, Hurricane Hustler on Saturday night. All right, we'll be following those for sure. And uh, Dan, is it... Uh, a bit of a myth or not that uh, you got a little bit carried away at the Monday afternoon drinks with Matthew Stewart. Uh, he, he's been talking about it all week. It's like beauty that is in the eye of the beholder as to whether that spins out of control or not. But uh, all I can say, I feel like I'm in the category of those who are a responsible uh, drinker of, uh, of uh, any alcohol or non-alcoholic uh, beverages. Uh, there are others that perhaps are not in that category. Well, you've been very sharp this afternoon, so I'm assuming that you're over your hangover three days later, which is good to hear because you've got a big weekend coming up, Dan. We wish you all the best. Uh, we, we needed to break out just for a couple of days. It's been pretty full on the last couple of weeks, but as you pointed out, we're right back into the thick of things. Uh, great meeting on Saturday night at Cranbourne, and obviously the Vic Breads uh, keeps us on the straight and narrow. Plenty to look forward to, and I must say, guys, congratulations with the interview. Uh, Sean, Matt, yesterday, Glenn Conroy, isn't he a star? That was just fantastic listening. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I knew I would, uh, but it covered so much ground there. He's uh, he's a character. There's no doubt about that, and it was great listening. Well done. He's an absolute larrikin, and that's what we loved <laughs> because he's just great fun, great entertaining, and funny. It was terrific. Thanks, well, guys. Enjoy you your then. weekend. Thanks, Talk Danny. Soon. Yeah, absolutely. Will do.